Welcome to the weekly podcast of Crew in Southeast Ohio. I'm Chad Helmer and I'll be your host and we're grateful that you've tuned in. Crew is a caring community passionate about connecting people to Jesus Christ and all across the college campuses of Southeast Ohio, God is changing students' lives. And this podcast is dedicated to hearing how a relationship with God has turned a student's life 180 degrees around. That's why we call it the 180 podcast. And so today what we're going to hear is a 180 story. And we have the opportunity to hear from Sarah Moore, also known as Schmore. So Sarah, glad to have you with us. Yeah, glad to be here. Awesome. Hey, tell me, where's home for you? Where, where are you from? And tell me, what, what year are you at OU? Right. I'm a senior. I'm studying music and world religions, which is a really fun combo. Um, and I'm from Parkersburg, West Virginia. Parkersburg, West Virginia. Okay, so, so not far away, uh, but still not an Ohioan. We won't hold that against you. So, right. Um, but you're one of those out-of-staters. So that's, that's I sure great. am. So, well, good. Um, and I'm curious, uh, help us get to know you a little bit. Tell us something interesting about you that we might not know. Yeah, so something really fun that I did this summer was I tried over 10 fruits for the first time. They weren't anything crazy. I just haven't had most fruit before, and it was super fun. <laughs> okay. Were there any that you particularly liked or really didn't like or anything that um, you thought, well, I'm, this is going to become a new regular in my diet? Yeah, I think the, the top three were oranges, strawberries, and watermelon. But I didn't meet a fruit that I didn't like this summer. They were all great. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. You're tempting me to work more fruit into my diet, but I'm afraid to say that I don't, I don't eat very much fruit. So, uh, but maybe, Man. maybe someday you've inspired me. So as I should, it's so good. <laughs> well, good. <clears throat> well, um, we'd love to hear about how God's changed your life. We want to hear your 180 story. Tell us what, what was your life like before you came to know Christ? What, what was life like before? Yeah. Um, so what my life was like before Christ, um, I think about uh, my, my dad growing up was a pastor as well as his dad. Um, so my vision of Jesus was um, kind of one that surrounded the idea of work. Uh, when, my, when my dad would spend time with the Lord, it always was, oh, my dad's working. Like he's doing his job. When we went to church, it was my dad is working. He's doing his job, um, which kind of gave me this view of Jesus that was like, Jesus is the boss. He is the one who tells us what to do. He's the one that we work for. And that was kind of the end of it. Um, so as I like started growing up, uh, it, it got tiring. You know, it was this idea of a, a checklist faith for sure um, that ended up impacting me in a lot of ways. But uh, around the time I was nine years old, my dad stepped down from pastoring um, and my parents divorced. Um, yeah, and the church that we were attending at the time didn't take that so well. So we actually um, stopped going to church for about 10 years, which was pretty impactful for my family and really put Jesus on the back burner. Um, and I was like, if Jesus is just my boss, he's just telling me to do something or not to do something. So as long as I'm like not lying and not murdering people, I'm doing fine. Like there's nothing more that Jesus wants for me besides following the rules. Um, and I felt like I was doing that pretty well, but the, the exhaustion of keeping up a list um, kind of manifested itself around the time I was 14, um, and I started suffering from pretty severe anxiety. Uh, my family went through a ton of transitions. Uh, my, my mom got remarried and divorced. We moved houses twice. Uh, my sister moved out and across the state. 
Um, and I just didn't have anything to hold on to. And I was like, oh my goodness, there's nothing constant, nothing sure. Um, and just felt so much fear. So like this idea of fear became like something that underlined everything that I did. And then from this fear, um, I just started trying to pile things on top of it to fill it. Um, and I remember one day thinking like, maybe God is the answer to this. And I uh, flopped my Bible open on my bedroom floor when I was 15 and just like begged to hear from something from the Lord. Um, and remember just feeling so confused and empty and being like, God's not even here. What is going on? Um, and thinking like, maybe I don't believe in God anymore. Um, and after that just started being like, okay, well then like, what can I put my identity in? And then high school happened and there's like extracurriculars and relationships. And I was like, this is what life is, is trying to, to fill this God-sized hole with um, what I can do, what I'm capable of, and like what people say about me. Um, yeah, and ended up like making a relationship in high school, like the pinnacle of my identity and um, calling this like really shallow idea of love, like real love. Um, <laughs> I think about like a lot of moments where I felt guilt and shame in that relationship. And I was like, oh, this is what love feels like. Um, and like, didn't know that the love of Christ is so much different than that until a lot later. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what my life was like before Christ. Wow. Sarah, that's, um, thanks for sharing. That's a, that's a lot. And I, I'm even thinking about, um, what an incredible amount of transition that is and, uh, really sort of disruptive chaos in the life of a 14 year old. I think about what was going on at that point. Um, not surprising that you would feel some anxiety and some fear, I think, in the midst of all of that. But fascinating, too, thinking about uh, Jesus as uh, kind of taskmaster almost, uh, sort of cracking the whip with expectations of things that um, you do them and then you're in good standing, or if you don't do them, then you're in, in poor standing with him or something. Um, and, uh, yeah, even hearing the way that was sort of, you feel like you pick that up a little bit. It sounds like from watching, um, you you know, maybe not, maybe it wasn't your dad's heart intentions, but maybe just sort of the way you experienced it as a child, the sort of punching the clock a little bit to go to work. Um, I can see how that would have that sort of effect. So um, yeah, all of that sounds really challenging. Tell me, uh, tell me what brought about the change then? How, how did you hear the gospel or how did that become real to you? What, what led to transformation in your life then? Yeah, this is, probably my favorite story to tell. Um, so right before coming to college, um, my family was kind of in shambles about my tuition. Um, we were all freaking out about getting it paid. Um, I'm the first one in my family to go to college. So we were like, how do we do this? Um, and this led to a pretty big fight with my mom about um, covering the last $800 of my tuition. Um, and I remember calling my dad and telling him about it and being like, I'm so stressed. I don't know what I'm going to do. And my dad being like, okay, I'm going to Bible study tonight and I'm going to bring it up as a prayer request for like the people in my Bible study. And I was like, okay, dad, I guess that's fine, whatever. Um, and so he goes to Bible study and he calls me later that night at like 1030, which is way later than I ever get a call from my dad. Um, and he's like, Hey, I, I have some news for you. And I was like, okay, I guess. And um, he told me about how he had, told his Bible study about this $800 I needed um, to go to college that was causing me a lot of stress and they prayed about it and then my dad was driving home and on his way home this woman um, in his study that I had never met 
um, like pulled him over on the side of the road in the middle of West Virginia um, and wrote him a check for $800 and said, um, Jesus told me to give you this. And so my dad um, tells me this story and I am sitting on my bed and I was like, so confused. <laughs> um, but I was like, okay, what does this mean? Like, I guess Jesus like wants me to like go to Athens for something for some reason. I was like, mm -hmm wow, Jesus is like interacting with my life in like a, like a personal way um, for I think the first time that I ever really realized. Um, so I got to OU, um, crew was doing questionnaires everywhere. And I was like, okay, they're connected to Jesus who is trying to connect with me. So let's do this. Um, so I started going to 180 every week. Um, I went totally by myself <laughs> um, for all of fall semester. I sat in a back corner, um, didn't talk to anybody, but every week was just hearing like a new presentation of the gospel from people sharing their 180 stories like this um, or from whoever was talking that week. And I just remember being like, I have never heard anybody talk about Jesus like this and just feeling so like overwhelmed by it and being like, what, what is this? Like what's going on here? Um, and so I went through fall semester like that and then came back um, in the spring and the the first week back at 180 it was like a switch flipped um and the person who was who was sharing that week they um like walked through the story of the prodigal son which i had somehow never heard before after growing oh up my goodness <laughs> um and i just remember sitting in my seat and i was just like crying the whole time um and the person who was speaking said something that has like really stuck in my brain since then that was like the day that we see Jesus face to face, he's going to be so much more excited about us being there than we are to be there. Hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness, this Jesus like wants to know me, wants to have a relationship with me. Um, and is just so unstoppably like loving towards me. Mm -hmm. um, and so on my walk home back to uh, my dorm, Lincoln Hall, um, I remember praying and walking by all the big trees um, on that street and telling God that I was all in um, and that I wanted him to be the one who was in charge of my life. Um, and I wanted to see, um, I wanted to go out of my comfort zone to get to know him more was something that I prayed, um, <laughs> which feels like it has just been happening ever since um, that moment that I like asked God to be the center of my life. Wow. That's incredible. That's awesome. Um, I, uh, so many things, uh, even as you share, that just jump out at me. One, I, I love, uh, I'm so interested in the way that God hears and answers our prayers and the way that, um, that your dad prayed and these women and men at his Bible study prayed and that God would speak to this woman who would so clearly listen and supply what you need. Um, of course, uh, God knew this from eternity past, how this would play out. But from your perspective, this is sort of the first domino that falls, right? That sort of yeah. begins to then bring you um, to OU and you get involved in 180. Um, 180, uh, for those who don't know, it's the weekly meeting of crew here in, at OU in Athens. And so it's a weekly gathering of um, students on campus where we meet together for prayer and worship uh, and, and Bible teaching. And so it's a, an awesome time. And hopefully when this pandemic ends, we'll get to do it again. But, uh, but Sarah, I'm, I forgot this part of your story. I've not heard your whole story before, but I forgot that you sat in the back of 180 by yourself for a, for an entire semester. This is the sort of thing that keeps me awake at night uh, that I, I dread thinking that some student could just show up 
uh, walk in the door, sit in the back, never have anyone sort of talk to them or invite them out to anything. Uh, and yeah. and uh, that, that, that could actually happen. But I'm so grateful that you kept coming back, that there was something that drew you back. Um, and it's, it's amazing too, to think that the way God was at work in your life, it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like uh, this was the beginning, you know, the beginning of you experiencing God as personally invested in your life, both personally in the, you know, the $800 to get you to school, but also personally sort of the love, the sort of relentless commitment and loving yeah. you, um, like the prodigal son that you sort of felt and experienced this personal love of God, not just for humanity in general, but for Sarah Moore, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's incredible. So, um, so, so thanks, thanks for sticking it out for a whole semester. I still, it baffles me uh, that you stuck it <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, God really used that time. I think it was, it was a really sweet experience for me. So no, <laughs> no harm done. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. So um, uh, a, a good reminder that God's, God accomplishes his plans, whether we um, get in the way or whether we uh, do what we're supposed to, or um, he's not going to be stopped. So I'm, I'm grateful right. for that. But um, well, tell us, tell us a little bit more currently. I mean, how's your life different now? What's changed this side of, uh, that experience of, you know, knowing the love of God for you? What, what's changed? Yeah. Uh, that feels so hard. Cause I'm like, um, everything. Yeah. That's <laughs> a big question for sure. Maybe, sure. maybe a few things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like immediately after I like prayed to receive Christ within two weeks, I had, um, applied to go on summer mission with crew and, uh, go to one of our international partnerships. Um, and I was like, oh, this is a step of faith that I was asking for in like that moment of prayer. Um, so it felt like I had this, um, this transformation where I was living in so much fear of like unknown uh, fear of change. And then seeing that like Jesus wants to meet me in things that are new and Jesus wants to meet me in places where I feel really weak. Um, mm. And over the last few years, I, it's like, it's one of my favorite places where I get to see Jesus is in things that are new and that are really challenging. Um, so that's like a really cool transformation I've seen. Um, yeah, I think I went from like this place of feeling so much guilt for like so many things I had done or even just things I had experienced mm -hmm. um, to learning so much about like what it means that God is merciful and gracious and full of this like perfect forgiveness and not only does he offer it? But like, he wants more than anything to just pour out this grace and this forgiveness for me. Um, yeah, I've, I've like learned so much about what it means to be loved by a Christian community. Um, our experience, like leaving the church for like 10 years felt really hurtful for me, but, um, like the last couple of years getting to just like share my life with other Christian women and like invite them to see, all the, the good and the bad of what it looks like to walk with Christ has been so rewarding and like such a gift to see people lead me to Jesus every single day. Um, but yeah, I'm like, it feels like there are, I, I would love to say that there's not a piece of my life that Jesus hasn't touched or, or will touch. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I take so much comfort in knowing that like Jesus promises to change us day by day and that we're always moving closer to the person of Christ and like further away from who we were when we were um, mm -hmm. living a life before him. Um, yeah. And that gives me so much comfort to know that like the work is never finished until I see Jesus face to face, but that's like a promise I can look forward to. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And I, um, 
Yeah, that part of your story too, the, the contrast of being away from the people of God for, for 10 years as a child and then having the sort of community that you experience now. Um, it's, uh, you know, it, it's one of the, you know, you look back, you wouldn't have chosen those 10 years of absence from the people of God. But I think about the way now God, uh, you know, it, it's the absence that makes the heart grow fonder. That Now you experience sort of the community and the richness of that um, being in community with others and get to experience God's presence through his people uh, is an incredible gift and not something to be taken for granted, which really the pandemic is a giant reminder to many of us, um, you know, as we long to be gathered back together again. And so, right. um, but thank, thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for sharing those details with us. Um, what a, what a transformation. And I think about uh, the, the grace of God to experience him personally, not the, not the taskmaster um, who has a long list of do's and don'ts. Um, and of course there are do's and don'ts, but that's, that's not what determines our standing before God, right? You've experienced right. his love personally and the truth of the gospel and Jesus' death, uh, burial, resurrection, and ascension um, for us, his love for, for lost sinners like us. And so, um, you've experienced that and it's not a to-do list anymore. It's not a, a series of, uh, you know, a checklist, but it's, I'm reminded too of the way, you know, Jesus tells us that, uh, his burden is easy and his yoke is light. Um, that, um, there's something freeing about walking with him that doesn't feel like a burden. Uh, so, and of course it comes with challenges, um, and expectations that we, you know, that we uh, love him and walk with him uh, out of gratitude for what he's done for us. But, um, thanks so much for sharing your story. One of the things about Sarah that I'm so excited about Sarah is a, uh, this year she's an affiliate staff member on our staff team. And so, uh, so I've just started to get to know Sarah a little bit more along with the rest of our uh, staff who've joined us this year. And Sarah, we're looking forward to having you around this year as a staff person and excited uh, for the way God's going to use you and use your ministry this year. So thanks for taking time to share your story with us. Really grateful uh, for your time and your effort. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was really fun, really fun to talk about what God's done in my life. You bet, you bet. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks to our listeners for tuning into this episode of the 180 Podcast, a production of Crew in Southeast Ohio. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like, a share, or leave an encouraging comment, and that will go a long way toward helping others hear about the podcast. The podcast isn't the only thing that we do. Whether you're a student living on campus or if you're still at home studying virtually, we'd encourage you to check us out on social media to hear more about what's going on. You can follow us on Instagram at crew at OU, or to learn more about who we are and what we do, head over to our website, crew at OU.org. We'd encourage you if you visit the site to complete our involvement form to get more connected to all the things that are happening. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next Thursday for another episode of the 180 Podcast. 